Hello, everybody. Welcome to Coffee Time with Crystal. I am your podcast host, Crystal Riley. My purpose is to help people live in freedom from shame, guilt, and condemnation. We are starting off by doing radical stories of forgiveness. I am excited. My profession is I'm a realtor and I run a Christian business networking organization called the Tapestry Network. I'm a mother of two teenagers and a wife of almost 20 years. I have a couple pretty powerful stories of my own about radical forgiveness and how I forgave my sexual abuser from my childhood. I am so excited to get to be on this journey with all of you. I look forward to meeting you and interviewing and helping you break free from the lies, guilt, shame, and condemnation that holds us back from what we're called to do. Hello, listeners. I'm so excited. This is Crystal Riley, your podcast host for Coffee Time with Crystal. I am a real estate agent in the Reno, Nevada area. I am also the director of the Tapestry Network of Reno, which is a Christian business women's networking organization that is all about educating, empowering, equipping, and elevating women to be all they are called to be without apology. And that networking group has been life-changing for me. And so I encourage you to do some research, get plugged into a community that helps you and elevates you and equips you. And today, I would like to share just one of my many stories of um, how I forgave my sexual abuser. So I was about eight years old when I started being sexually abused, and it was by my mom's second husband. And she had been with him. She, she got with him when I was about five years old, and she was with him until I was 14. And from eight to 14 court facts he sexually abused me and raped me over and over again and different places different scenarios um and you know he he took my virginity he took my childhood and so going through sexual abuse and rape can be really really difficult and challenging and um and I can say that I don't want to go hang out with him but I have forgiven him. And so I know if I can forgive, I know that you can forgive too. And it's really, it can be really, really hard and everybody's journeys are different. And he was, he was a very, very dangerous man. I grew up in a bail bond business and that is um, where people go to jail and then they call somebody to get them out of jail. And we, you know, we, so that was the business that I grew up in from that time of five to 14, very influential age um, to be in that business, but it really has made me who I am today. And without being in that business and being in that environment, I really wouldn't be the woman that I am today. And so I, I honestly, truly have so much gratitude for my childhood, even though it was dysfunctional, even though I was abused even though it was crazy, even though I saw all these really horrible things. I mean, just wait until you get through the podcast and and listen to lots of episodes and and I share little things about things that I've done. I mean, I put ankle shackles on a heroin addict when I was a kid. Um, I've seen a lot of really crazy things. And so um, the abuse is just one part of my story. And so I was sexually abused by him and, and when I was 14, my mom actually left him. We moved out of state, started a new life. She got into a different relationship. I felt a little more safe and secure. I actually had a boyfriend for a hot minute. Well, it was like five years. And um, and I had 
began to develop this relationship with this boyfriend. I was about 15-ish years old when I decided to share with my boyfriend that I had been raped and sexually abused pretty much my whole life at that point. And he handled it well, um, talked me into telling my mother. And that was like the worst thing I had, did not want to tell my mom because I was scared to death. I didn't want to disappoint her. I didn't want to upset her. I didn't want to hurt her when she'd already been through enough. And so, but it was the right thing to do. And, and even at that time, God made it very clear that it was time for me to share and that I was safe. And I had, um, because of the environment that we were in, it was not necessarily a safe environment. And so there was a lot of fear around sharing. And as a child, he would tell me that if I ever told, I'd never see my mom or my brother again. And at the time, they were the two most important humans of my entire life. And I, I would have died for them. I would have taken anything just to sacrifice and, and be so that they were safe or they were taken care of. And so um, having that in the back of my mind constantly drilled into me that that was if I shared that that was what was going to happen, I kept my mouth shut, right? That was the logical thing to do. And so um, I ended up telling the boyfriend and then ended up sharing with my mother. And she honestly, she handled it as well as any mother could. She didn't freak out. She didn't disbelieve me. She didn't question me. Um, she did get on the phone with my stepdad at the time and had a conversation with him, not sure the details of that I wasn't there um, for that um, and then when she hung up she said okay here's the game plan we're going to contact the police we're going to press charges and so she did all the right things and then she also put me in counseling which lord knows that we need we we all know that I need counseling at that point to have been through all the stuff that I went through and so um we went through this crazy trial traveling back and forth from California to Washington lawyers and um our our character was attacked all these all these crazy things happened and he he had a lot of money we, it was a multi-million dollar bail bond business throughout the whole state of Washington and um who knows what other businesses that he was in and so he was very very domin dominating and uh, powerful in the community extremely well known knew all the judges and the attorneys and the bailiffs and the police and all of the people and so um coming against you know this little girl right I was a little girl I mean I might have been 15 but I was still a little girl and going up against this very powerful influential man in the community was a really hard thing to do and my mom was there right by my side through the whole entire time um loving me and supporting me through it. And, and she was amazing through all of it. I couldn't imagine what she was going through on her own side. I mean, cause I was young, so I didn't see her, her stuff. And, um, and she got me through it. She got me in counseling. He, it was a, like a two year long process. He was found guilty when I was 17 years old. Um, and the, being the amazing, powerful, influential man, upstanding person in the community um, that owned a bail bond business, the judge decided to let him out on his own bail bond, which is now illegal in the state of Washington, thank God. Um, so the judge decided he was going to let him go on this own bail bond and that he would show up for sentencing. Now, I mean, you have to think, I don't know what the judge was thinking. Maybe he wasn't, I'm not sure. 
but you would think that the judge would think that somebody of his power and his influence and somebody that literally arrested people that didn't show up to jail or show up to court he would go arrest and put back in jail because they've skipped their bail bond i mean he was not liked in the criminal society and so one would think that he would logically disappear because he had lots of money um totally access total access to disappearing and he was definitely not liked by criminals and i just probably thought that he would have a hard time um showing up to go get handcuffed and taken off to jail to go serve his time and so what he did is he purchased somebody's id that he knew and then he fled to mexico and um so i was 17 and when i was 24 i received a phone call um asking me about him and if i wanted to know where he was and i was like oh my god no i don't want anything to do with it God's told me I was safe. I did what I was supposed to do. I pressed the charges. I did all the things and I left him alone. I didn't hire a private investigator. I didn't try to find him. I really didn't have a death wish. And that's what I thought is if I pursued it, I would have had a death wish. And so, and he probably would have killed me. And so I um, told this person, I didn't want anything to do with it. Um, and somehow he found out that the um, there was a reward by the FBI for him. And so he ended up calling the FBI. However, that worked out. Not sure the details, not, not my place to even, I don't want to know, honestly. And um, my abuser was found in Mexico. He had changed his name. He had remarried. He had had a child and he had opened up a check cashing business. And on top of that, this is crazy. The reason this person called me was because they knew who he was in his real life. And he had, my abuser, had um, attempted to murder somebody and left the person for dead. And that person actually survived. And so that's how he was found. And that's how he um, ended up getting extradited. He was brought back to Washington. That was kind of a process. I don't really remember all the details. Um, and so he was brought back to Washington. He actually served his prison time and he was released um, a couple years ago, maybe three years ago. I can't remember now. And it's been quite a healing journey. And so that's just the short version of that part of my life. Uh, what I want to share is about forgiveness. And I can honestly say that I have forgiven him. And the start of my healing journey, I was about 17 years old when he was, um, we were going through this and he was found guilty. And what I had done, and I've always loved to write. So what I had, had done was I had written him, I want to say it was like 12 pages front and back. So like 24 pages, I had a lot to say. Um, but what I did was I released everything in that letter. I, um, I forgave him for all of the instances of the sexual abuse and the rape and I, I literally forgave him in that moment, writing it all out, getting it all out, forgiving him. And then I also thanked him. And I know that sounds crazy. And I've had a lot of counseling. Even then I was in counseling, like, I don't know, probably twice a week for an hour each session. And I had an amazing Christian counselor that was life-changing for me and helped me through so much. And so I was able to forgive him. And then I was able to thank him, like truly thank him for teaching me my work ethic 
uh, he taught me manners and etiquette and how to have an educated conversation. Uh, I trained employees. I underwrote my first bail bond when I was eight years old. Um, I am the person I am today because of all of those things that happened in my childhood. And so I'm not sad all the bad stuff happened because I wouldn't be who I am without all that junk. And so I was able to thank him for all of the great things, the traveling and the private education and the fancy dinners and, you know, don't put your elbows on the table and all of, all of those things. I was able to find gratitude in the way I was raised, even though I was abused. And a lot of people have a hard time believing that that's even possible. And really in my flesh, it's probably not possible, right? It's not, it's not something that's easy to do, but I was able to start my forgiving journey when I was 17, going through all of that stuff. And I decided I didn't want to carry um, anger and bitterness and, and harbor that in my heart because I, it just, I didn't want to be an ugly person on the inside. And so I wanted to be able to show up with love and grace and forgiveness. And so I've carried that through my whole entire life. And, and I will be honest, I was not perfect. There were times I actually like could probably was praying that he would die a certain way and certain things would happen and body parts and all these different things. And I did go through that and I had a lot of emotions and and honestly, I think people need to give themselves permission to go through all the feelings and all of the ugliness. And there's so many different stages of healing. And, and so, um, I've had, I've been through it all. And, and then honestly, like just seeking God in all of that. And, you know, the first time I heard from God, I was about eight years old and I was crying because all these bad things were happening. And I was at this church, this Episcopal church that I just loved and was really my, my peace. And, um, and I'm sobbing, like, why God, why is all this bad stuff happening? God spoke and just said, you know, find joy in all things. And he's going to use it for when I was older. And I mean, look at me now I'm on this podcast sharing this story. And so, hopefully bringing hope and, um, and, um, helping people forgive. And so that they don't have to live in all the ugliness that comes with unforgiveness. And so my whole purpose in life is to help people love each other, love people where they're at. I've taught that to my kids since day one. And it's so important. And can't say I want to go hang out with my abuser. I don't, I'm not, and forgiving does not mean reconciling. It doesn't mean you have to hang out. You can still have boundaries. Although I would like to have a conversation with them. I would like to have a face-to-face. I do have questions and I, um, I don't wish that he was dead. I actually, um, spent many years praying for him, praying that when he got released, well, praying during the time that he was in prison, that he would be able to find God and that God would heal him because I've always said hurting people hurt people and he was hurt. He was broken, probably had a screw loose. There was some mental health issues, I'm sure. And so I just really believe that hurting people hurt people and that we need to forgive and we need to show love, but we also need to love ourselves and we need to be able to have boundaries and say, no, this is not acceptable. And and that's okay. And we don't need to um, 
allow people to abuse us. This is not what I'm saying. And if you're not comfortable with something, you need to speak up. I've always taught my kids to, you have a voice. If you don't like something, you're not comfortable with something, you need to speak up and you need to be an advocate for yourself. And so um, I'm very big on and speaking up and having a voice. So I just, this is part of my story, part of my journey. I am here to love you and encourage you and inspire you and educate you. Um, I'm praying that you have hope and healing. And if you need help in this process, I would be absolutely so beyond honored and blessed to be able to help you in your journey. And I hope that you and pray that you continue to listen to this podcast and you get to have, um, you get to hear other stories of forgiveness and, and radical stories of forgiveness. I mean, these are some crazy deep stories that we are going into. And so I am excited to be able to get to bring this to you. And so thank you for listening to me. Thank you for supporting me. And I am so excited to be your podcast host, Coffee Time with Crystal. Yay!